0: It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs, minor professionals. You know, Startup Nation, you know, space, once considered a final frontier and only accessible to a select few, is now home to the most dynamic and innovative economy on the planet. And while not every person will get a, to ride on a rocket, see one liftoff or build a satellite or a payload, everyone, young professionals, entrepreneurs and small businesses from all demographics can, can become contributors to the four hundred and twenty four billion. That's with a B billion and growing space economy. And we have just the perfect person to kind of help us out with that. She is the COO of Space Foundation. She is Shelly Brunswick. Shelly B. How are you, ma'am?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great, Dominic. Thank you so much for inviting me today. I'm really excited to talk to you about the future of space and how everyone can be part of it. And I also want to thank your sponsors for making this program possible. So I'm excited to be here today.
0: Absolutely. Oh, our, our sponsors definitely make it happen. So I appreciate you uh, shouting them out for sure. Good shout out to Trista and the good people at the, uh, Trista. Found out Trista.com started to check that out. Uh, for sure. So before we kind of dive into this amazing space that is a you know space economy, forgive the redundancy. Uh, but you know, just kind of share with us your origin story, and your background, if you don't mind, Shelly.
1: Well, absolutely. Well, thank you for asking. I always like to share that I think I had three chapters in my journey, at okay. least three chapters so far. <laughs> I'm going to keep adding to those. Gotcha. So my first chapter was I enlisted in the Air Force right out of high school and. You know, went went to work during the day and went to school at night using mm-hmm. the uh, the GI Bill to get my degree. Right, and that was kind of the first chapter of my life. Those twelve years while I was enlisted, serving my country during the day, getting my degree, and when I had my degree, I applied to be an officer in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and I was selected to be an officer, and I was selected to be a uh, space project management specialist. So mm-hmm. that transitioned me from where I had been in the Air Force, which is in the HR, into that aerospace space community. Um, and my my role initially was to work at the Space and Missile System Center in Los Angeles. And gotcha. so that's kind of where my second chapter of my journey picked up was being that space acquisition officer, um, working on programs for both satellites and ground vehicles, you know, stations, the launch vehicle and I went from working there at the Space Missile System Center. I became a professor for Defense Acquisition University, teaching about the acquisition lifecycle for space systems. Mm-hmm. And then I finished my career in the Air Force, working on Capitol Hill my last five years, uh, securing the budget for the Air Force, which included, obviously, the space budget. Right. And that started my, the next chapter of my journey, which was my journey when I became the chief operating officer at the Space Foundation. And we full on, you know, we have a great mission at the Space Foundation to inspire, educate, connect, and advocate on behalf of the global space community. So that kind of gives you a little synopsis of, you know, how I got to where I am and, mm-hmm. and a little bit about my journey. And i always happy to share more about the, those life lessons. But I hope that gives your audience an idea of some of my background.
0: No, absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing that. And Startup Nation, I want to shout out, you know, once again, spacefoundation.org. We have that link there in the show notes for easy access. We're going to talk very in-depth about the Space Foundation and what they do there. Uh, But I wanted to put that in there really quickly. Spacefoundation.org. The link there, the link is there in the show notes for easy access. And and Shelly, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you for uh, your service to this great country uh, for there, for what you did in the Air Force. Definitely want to make sure uh we say that we always appreciate people who uh want to serve our country and serve the greater good and do uh you know serve something you know bigger than themselves so i definitely wanted to say that and say i appreciate that uh for sure you know kind of talk about your time in, in the service a little bit you know you know what what were some of those lessons that you learned while you were there in the air force well that's a
1: that's a great thing to share mm-hmm. and uh learn a lot in the military. You obviously learn some great uh, management skills, such as time management and self-management. But some of the five big takeaways I like to share when I mentor people or give them advice is, you know, you really have to be opportunistic. And Mm. what that means is don't sit behind your desk and wait for things to happen. Sometimes you have to get out there and make it happen. And that means if an opportunity comes along, grab onto it. You know, in the military you're constantly getting opportunities for education. For instance, I was able to go to school at night with the GI Bill and have a large portion of my school paid for. So, you know, being able to do that at night while I worked during the day was exciting. But the military also provides a lot of other training, such as leadership training and 21st century skills. How do you communicate? How do you get along? So no matter where you are, look at those opportunities and, and take advantage of them. Get out from behind your desk and, and get out there. Another one I, I share is you have to be a lifelong learner. Mm. You know, the world is changing. It's it's evolving every day. You know, here we are talking about space and we can talk about the evolution of space next. But the space sector that it is today is not what it was 40 years ago. So all of us have to remember that technology and the world is continuing to change. And we have to be lifelong learners, whether that means listening to great podcasts like yours. I've already listened to several of yours. They are amazing.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Or, or you take a class or you do an online thing or you listen to some great, um, you know, online training or even, even I, I get a lot, even out of watching programs like I'll, I'll give a shout out to Jim Cramer on mad money. I enjoy, his show. Mm-hmm. I enjoy his show because he brings on a lot of great CEOs who are talking about technology and great leadership skills. So again, right. You can be a lifelong learner in a number of ways. That doesn't necessarily mean going into a classroom. Another thing I learned is you have to be collaborative. In the military, the first thing you learn is cooperate and graduate. You know, if you want to graduate from basic training or the academy, you got to cooperate with your other fellow um, students, airmen, you know, sailors, Marines. you got to learn to get along with people. So you've got to learn to work with others. And nowhere do you go in the world where you're not going to work with others, even Even in systems engineering, you know, 40 years ago, you could be a computer programmer at your desk and maybe you worked alone. But nowadays, with Lean Manufacturing and Six Sigma and Scrum and Agile, computer programmers do not work alone anymore either. We all have to work together. The other thing that I share with you is about being resilient. And um, I heard Shelly, when she was on your show, she talked about it. But this year of COVID has really highlighted the importance of resiliency. Absolutely. That Life, absolutely. life is not easy. You know, and, and as Shelly said in your program earlier, you know, life is not fair either. You know, COVID is not fair, but it has given us an opportunity to realize that we need to make, um, create a network. We need to find like-minded individuals. And when we have bad days, we need to reach out to them. And that's a lot about being resilient, creating those skill sets, that make you a critical thinker, a problem solver, and then also creating the network so that when you have a bad day, you have somebody you can call that helps you, you know, know that this is a bad day and it's okay. Keep going.
0: Gotcha.
1: And then the last one I always like to share, which is really a starting point for many things, is be a mentor, Mm. be a mentor, find a mentor. So no matter where you are in your career, you can mentor someone else. Whether you're a college student mentoring a high school student, a high school student mentoring a junior high student, uh, a senior space executive mentoring a new entrance to the space community, you can be a mentor and then also look for a mentor. Uh, A mentor is a great person who can help open the door and provide you access and opportunity and training ideas and connections to what the next step in your career is going to be. So, those are kind of the five lessons I share with you from the military. You know, be opportunistic. Be a lifelong learner, be collaborative, be resilient, and be a mentor and find a
0: mentor. I, I appreciate all of that. Three three of them I, I definitely appreciate is definitely, you know, uh, that first one is get get from behind the desk. Stop waiting for those opportunities uh, to, to kind of come to you. Sometimes we have to make our own luck, Startup Nation. So I definitely uh, appreciate that one uh, for sure. Also that the collaborative piece, nobody does this alone. Uh, mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. And also be a mentor. Uh, we we advocate for that one uh, quite often. We always talk about send that elevator uh, back down. So thank you so much, uh, Shelly, for for sharing that and reinforcing that, because, I mean, you you can never hear those things enough. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, um, there's opportunities to, to find these skills. There's lots of mentorship programs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the U.N. Space for Women mentor. If you're looking if you're a woman, no matter where you are in the world looking for a mentor. Women Tech Network, um, a number of other great programs, whether they're with accelerators or incubators. So if you're looking for a mentor specifically in the space sector, there's ways to find people to help you find your way in, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, because that is uh, an open opportunity and we're looking for more people to come into the space community and be entrepreneurs and be business executives.
0: Absolutely. And and that's a great segue. Thank you for setting me up for that, Shelly. So that's why we wanted to talk to you uh, today, because, you know, we're, we're, when we're talking about the space economy, uh, Startup Nation, it, it's a massive one and it's growing. We're You know, we talked about at the top of the show, uh, you're talking about a $424 billion space and growing. And we're talking about it being to one, maybe uh, three trillion by 20. Uh, 40 startup nation. So there's a lot of space, a lot of opportunity there. But, you know, Shelly, kind of help us out because I think a lot of times, you know, when we think about the space economy or space, like, you know, if you're not an astronaut or a rocket scientist, you don't think that's for you. But but you say that, you know, that's not entirely true. Kind of share that with us a little bit, if you don't mind.
1: Well, absolutely. Let me tell you about a little bit about where the space economy was when I started my journey and where it is today. And most people think of it where it was 40 years ago, which was really um, a space race between two countries and right. then maybe three countries, you know, when we looked at the Apollo era. So they think of space as history or they think of it as memorizing the planets right. or they think of it as, you know, launch vehicles and astronauts. And and that's how it really did start 40 years ago. But as we have progressed over the last 40 years, it's gone from being governments and leading uh Contractors that do launch vehicles and and, ask, and satellites to all the other areas that relate to space. So space has permeated our daily life. So that includes, you know, communication, data analytics, energy, healthcare, advanced manufacturing, miniaturization of materials, and uh, electronics, cybersecurity. So when people think about space, they really need to think about it as it impacts my life every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the breakfast cereal you eat to the cell phone we're talking on right now, right. this all came from space technology, or it is brought to us courtesy of space technology. So so I share with you that we have transitioned over 40 years from governments to commercial. And as you shared earlier, in the US, the global uh, the space economy is now 80% commercial. 20% wow. is still uh, or the Air Force or Space Force or other entities of the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. But 80% is that commercial piece. Those um, Think about you know Uber and Airbnb just went public. So right. Airbnb would not be possible without space technology. Getting your banking, your banking system is run on the backbone of space technology. You know, space is a critical infrastructure. And so when people think about space and investments in space, They don't realize that they're already receiving the dividends of those space activities that have been bought and paid for by the U.S. government decades ago. And I share with you GPS. You know, most people know what GPS is, but they don't really think about how it contributes to the economy. And since 1983, GPS has contributed $1.3 trillion to the economy. That's crazy. That program was created initially by the Navy and then became an Air Force program. So it is courtesy of the United States government that everyone in the world gets the benefit from GPS. So we all know how to get around, but also all the other technologies that run off GPS technology that has benefited us one point three trillion dollars. So when people think about space, you really need to think of it in a much broader sphere Than memorizing planets, astronauts, and launch vehicles, and going to Mars. And although those are exciting, and there were three Mars missions this year from three different countries, and the US launched a US uh, rocket with US astronauts, the International Space Station from US soil this year. There's lots of exciting stuff going on out there, but at the end of the day, those. Jobs and entrepreneurial opportunities are here on earth. And that's what I really want to talk to you about today.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I I want to reinforce that point because Startup Nation, when you talk about the contribution of GPS technology, I don't. I you know that's more that's more pertinent now than ever before because as many people are kind of working from home and staying from home. Even right now, my my kids are downstairs, kind of wrapping up their virtual learning day. Uh, but as we're <laughs> staying at home, you know, there's a lot of uh, the like the Uber Eats and DoorDash, like that's GPS technology uh, at work now more than ever. Uh, As people don't want to go out, you know, can't go out to restaurants or don't want to go out to restaurants, wherever the case may be and where you may live and stuff like that. So that's that's a very uh, important point that you you hit about GPS. So I appreciate you sharing that.
1: Well, let me share with you the Space Foundation. We normally do a program called our Space Technology Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And we do that annually at our global gathering called Space Symposium, which normally brings together 15,000 of our closest friends from around the world in the space industry. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this year we were not able to do that. We've gone to an online digital platform called Space Symposium 365. But during our Space Technology Hall of Fame this year, we um, recognized technology that came from the space sector that has helped us navigate through COVID. And you're thinking GPS, but let's just talk about telehealth.
0: Absolutely. That's a big one. (laughs) That,
1: That has come from space technology, telecommunications uh, the teleconferencing system that we're all using nowadays, that has all come from space technology. And those are the the programs and products we've inducted this year. But in previous years, we've inducted technology for fire suppression clothing. So think about firefighters mm. who wear fire suppression clothing. Think about cataract surgery, mammograms, um, you know, Tempur-Pedic mattress, right. uh, purification of water, freeze-dried food. So when you think about space and space technology, there's nothing you're doing today that space has not directly touched. And if we were to take space away from you for one day, you would not like that. The the life you enjoy, whether it's using your cell phone or your computer or watching TV or getting money out of the ATM or purchasing food, those would all go away.
0: Mm. Right.
1: But the great part of that, Dominic, is... Those are entrepreneurial opportunities for Absolutely. your listeners. Absolutely. That's, that's the exciting part is where space was, the U.S. Air Force putting up GPS satellites. Now it's SpaceX launching satellites to create internet, um, space-based internet. Right. So now individuals around the world who did not have access to internet will now have access. And imagine what kind of new ideas will come to market based on just making internet more available to everyone on the planet.
0: Absolutely. No, that, that's important. And that's important when, you know, even before the, pan, the the pandemic, but now even more than ever, because, you know, we, we see countless stories of people who don't have that access. I know I live here in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, and we have a, a very big divide, a very big digital divide, uh, when it comes to that. So that's, that's, you know, very exciting to hear and glad that that work is kind of being done. I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. Sure, and ahead,
1: it's sorry. not just that's. I do want to share there are several providers like OneWeb as well as uh, uh, Blue Origin, Amazon, and then obviously SpaceX are all putting up internet, uh, satellite-based internet, which will transform how individuals around the world get to interact. And think about, as you shared, the digital divide. Those who have access and don't. I mean, during a time of the pandemic, students who don't have access to the internet, but you're sent home from school – this is very challenging. Right. So this type of service is going to be not only beneficial to business entrepreneurs, but to schools. Think of first responders. I, I know that first responders during firefighters, you know, this is going to be critically important for national disasters or emergency responses. So again, space is going to play opportunities to solve challenges here on Earth. So that's the other thing I want to share with your, your entrepreneurs out there. There are a lot of challenges on planet Earth space technology has a way of helping solve some of those challenges. So think about that space technology, how you can harness it and bring it to market, not only to be an entrepreneur and hire others, but how you'll solve some of the challenges here on earth.
0: Absolutely. And that's definitely something we always love to kind of implement here on The Startup Life. And when we talk about the path of entrepreneurship, it's one thing to make a buck. Let's be honest, business is in the business of making profit, making money, this, any other, but it it really speaks to impact when you're able to kind of uh, uh, make the world a better place in, in some form, uh, or fashion. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, and when we talk about, uh, entrepreneurs and career minded professionals kind of diving into, uh, you know, uh, the work of the space economy and diving into that or maybe getting, uh, careers and business ventures in the space economy. What does that look like? How do we get there? Cause like I said, you know, unless we are astronaut or rocket scientists, the, 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 the kind of thought out there is kind of like, well, that's not for me. So how do we get there, Shelly? How are our small business owners and career minded professionals able to engage uh, the space economy?
1: So an excellent question. So the first thing I want to share with you is the Space Foundation. We look at there being 16 different sectors for the space. So you're we've talked a lot about the launch piece, which Mm is important, you know, and and lowering the cost to launch to get those satellites up in orbit, that internet satellite service, that's critical. And so, disruptive technology is great. But I also want you to think about, for your entrepreneurs out there, you know, agriculture. We already talked about education. Think about energy storage and energy storage solutions. Right. Uh, public safety, medicine. I, we talked a little bit about medical devices, mm-hmm. manufacturing, uh, the Internet of Things. So. Again, there's a lot of opportunities. The other thing I like to highlight is for those of you who are an entrepreneur, there's ways to look at is the service you are providing maybe not in the space sector, something you could provide in the space sector by creating another line of business. And mm. so again, you know, you'll have to do the marketing plan to determine how you enter there. Right. But the Space Foundation, we do have a program called our Space Commerce Entrepreneurship Series. We have free webinars on our website that, as you said, spacefoundation.org, that can help you walk through what is the space economy and how could you get more involved. Now, let's say you want to be an entrepreneur in space, but you don't know maybe what's a great idea. So what I'm going to recommend you look at, go to the NASA website, and it's called the NASA Technology Transfer Office, and they have patents from space technology That you can commercialize and bring to market and not only do they have patents, but they also have seed funding that you can apply for a grant to get the seed funding to go through the initial, you know, technology readiness level one through three, maybe even up to prototyping to bring to commercialize this technology. So it's what safe, is that? it's I'm sorry. Yeah. It's
0: safe to say that they want you to engage in this process. They want to help you. Not only do they have like the you know what what those uh, those sectors are, but they're they're looking for. They have programs to give you the seed funding as well. Did I hear you correctly?
1: You are absolutely hearing me loud and clear. Okay, uh,
0: okay. I just wanted you to hear that, Stotin. I just wanted yeah. to reemphasize that point. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, that's great. I mean that's something to really highlight and and. You know, if you're not in the U.S., you know, ESA has the same technology transfer program. Uh, There are many other countries that have space technology that they are looking to license and help bring to market. So, again, NASA is a great resource here in the U.S. You also have the Air Force uh, Research Lab. You have the Department of Energy. So there are patents that are waiting for entrepreneurs to bring to market. And what are those entrepreneurship opportunities? Well, I shared with you, you know, is it in healthcare? Is it in uh, biomedicine? Is it in transportation, communications, uh, the fuels, agriculture? You know, that's the first place I'd start. So if you even want to be an entrepreneur and you were like, I'm not sure I have my own idea. Go to that NASA technology transfer office. You're going to get some great ideas. You, you can look at various patents and you can then if you're interested, you can apply to get that patent, you can apply for that seed funding. And a lot of times at those NASA offices, they will they have regional offices that you can try to find somebody again who will help you. And there are also other resources in your community that will help you. You know, the Space Foundation has those websites, but you also have local manufacturing extension partnership programs. Every state has one of those, PTAC, small small business agency. So don't be afraid start with the first step. Do you want to be an entrepreneur? And if you do, and you're looking for that great idea, NASA probably has one for you. And and I'm not going to name names, but we actually have a former NFL player who has taken NASA technology and brought it to market. I
0: hear that. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. episode of the startup life is powered by Colony Spark. Startup nation with our economy in flux, there is a lot of mixed messaging out there. If there was ever a time to take control of the narrative and let your customers know that you're here to serve them, it's now. And that's why you have a friend in Colony Spark. Colony Spark is an omnichannel marketing agency that believes in the power of community to ignite your business. They have helped companies across many industries with lead generation, revenue growth, and more to put them on the path to success. My guy Bill Murphy and his team are very good at what they do. How do I know this? Because not many SEO companies have the stamp of approval of being partnered with Google. Yes, that Google. So I want you to go to www. colonyspark.com forward slash startup to schedule a meeting today in that meeting you will review your current marketing activity receive actionable advice on how to pivot and grow and ask any marketing questions you may have on navigating over the next few months look startup nation i know things may seem uncertain right now but if you are looking for a business partner that can help light the way go with colony spark where they firmly believe in business helping business All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. I hear that's awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And once again, startup nation, I just want to do a quick reset. Once again, startup nation, we're talking to Shelly Brunswick, the chief operating officer of space, of space foundation. And once again, we have that website there, spacefoundation.org. That link is there in the show notes uh, for easy access. I'm trying to tell y'all there's some, there's some opportunity there, uh, in the, in the space economy. And and Shelly is definitely, uh, dropping dimes here, uh, on the startup life for sure. Thank you so much, uh, Shelly, for sure. If you would just kind of share some of those other programs you have there uh, at the uh, Space Foundation that you want to highlight and more.
1: Well, absolutely. Well, thank you again for asking. Again, the Mm -hmm. one that I shared earlier is our space entrepreneurship series with the free webinars. If you want to be an entrepreneur in the space industry, but don't know how or even if you just want to look at what are some great entrepreneurship skill sets. You can go to that website and it talks about cybersecurity and intellectual property and seed funding. It's great information. But we actually have launched our Center for Innovation and Education. And that is really about workforce development and economic opportunity. So the entire pipeline, workforce pipeline, has an opportunity to benefit from being part of the space economy. So whether that we have K-12 through programs, uh, space-inspired education, we have teacher training programs, so teachers can look at how do they bring that space-inspired curriculum into their classroom. We have the entrepreneurship program. We have our program where we look at um, uh, Space Technology Hall of Fame. So if you've created a technology that has benefited humanity uh from space technology we want to recognize you and then we also do have a dc office that participates with um provides a bi-monthly report on what's happening in the dc area that's related to space Mm -hmm. and the last thing i want to share with your listeners was is we do have a podcast as well um, and it's called space for you the the number four space for you and again it's about showing how space is for all of us not just astronauts and rocket uh, scientists Mm -hmm. it is for them too but it's also for project managers and entrepreneurs and business leaders and welders and artists and financial managers so that space for you podcast really shows role models in all sectors of space and how you can find a role model to help you find your place.
0: I hear that. Thank you so much. And we have a link for that podcast there in the show notes uh, for easy access as well. Space for you. Uh, once again, that link is there in uh, the show notes. I want to go back and, uh, to something you was talking about earlier. Uh, you talked about that, that creating that pipeline uh, for the next, you know, uh, set of, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, space entrepreneurs, rocket scientists, astronauts, you know, for that, you know, the K through 12 program, stuff like that. Talk about the impact and, and a little bit more about why that's important for whether that be for national security, whether that be for, uh, you know, just for that next generation of, uh, entrepreneurs and, and space entrepreneurs or space, you know, astronauts and stuff like that. Why is that important? Talk about that impact, uh, for years to come, if you don't mind.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, the first thing you started on the first half of the show was you know, the global space economy is $424 billion, mm-hmm. and it's going to grow $1 to $3 trillion by 2040. And it's in those 16 different sectors I shared with you, right. from launch goals to agriculture and healthcare and medicine and education. But what we're seeing that's going to be the biggest challenge to that happening. Is We do have a workforce shortage, Mm -hmm. we have a skills deficit, and we have an innovation gap. And that's not in the U.S., that's in many other countries. And and that's part of national security. So we have um, individuals, you know, both in government and academia in in manufacturing and elsewhere, that are going to start retiring. And we're going to lose that knowledge and expertise, and we're not seeing individuals going into those career fields. And we don't have that workforce, and where is that workforce? Well, that workforce is in underserved communities. They are in communities that haven't thought about themselves being in the space community, or may have not considered coming into the space community. Right. So that's diversity, that's inclusion, that's women, mm-hmm. uh, you know, inner city, rural communities. This is really an opportunity for all citizens to really look at. I want to look at these great opportunities. The other part is that skills deficit. So there are job openings right now. I'm posting job openings every day on LinkedIn in the space economy for jobs. Right. And we have unemployed workers in the U.S. because of COVID. What what we have, though, is we have that skills mismatch. So we do require some reskilling of our workforce. Now, that doesn't mean getting a Ph.D. or, or being an astrophysicist. What that might mean is going into cyber or data analytics or manufacturing and those jobs require a certificate and and sometimes you can get those at a community college you can get them on online programming so during covid this could be a great opportunity for some individuals who've been impacted by being laid off during covid to look at getting that reskilling and coming into the space community and data analytics manufacturing cyber and again those jobs pay higher than the median salary in the U.S. So it's, it's an opportunity to elevate you and your family. And then that third area we talked a lot about is that innovation gap area. We have these great technology patents that are at NASA that we're waiting to bring to market. We really want to continue to be the innovation leaders of the world, bringing that space technology to market to benefit our lives. Mm-hmm. We want to create entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs create other jobs, which is great for not only workforce development but it's great for communities and economic development creating that ecosystem but also the spin-off jobs. So those are kind of the three big challenges and as you said how does that relate to national security? Well, in the US if you want to be in any of these jobs that relate to uh working on government programs, you do have to be a, you have to be a US citizen who can get a security clearance. Right. But I, but you can even think beyond that. If you can't create a vibrant robust workforce to fill jobs in your country, you are going to have some national security challenges because national security is not, does not stand alone. It also stands on the shoulders of economic security. Absolutely. So there, so, and, and space is that infrastructure for both national security as well as our economic security. So I share with you the criticality of inspiring the workforce, whether you're, Young leaders in high school, whether you're in college, whether you're entrepreneurs, please come into the space economy, look at the opportunities, be an entrepreneur, bring this technology forward. We want to help you. And it's good for not only you, but it's good for our country. It's good for the world. It's good for all citizens. So um, I want to highlight that positiveness. I also wanted to highlight You talked about the impact of space technology. Mm -hmm. And and as you look at the younger workforce, you know, the 20 year olds, the 30 year olds, you know, they are concerned with how does what I'm doing impact the environment, the social, the diversity, the good governance. And so I share with you that space and space technology relate to all of those. They relate to this energy and energy storage, and producing food in austere conditions, and finding water in um, deserts and locations, and better healthcare and medical. So, space technology does tie into many of what our younger adults in America, as well as the rest of the world, consider important attributes.
0: Got gotcha. you, got gotcha. you. Thank you uh, for sharing that. I, I want to go in a different direction just a little bit because you know you, we talked about how. Um, that you know if you live in a like, like in the urban area of Memphis Tennessee or if you live in rural Iowa or something like that and you would think you know but this the thing not necessarily for me but then you see things like Uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX and and Bezos and Blue Origin and you see I was just looking at a program uh, a a few weeks ago on Disney Plus the right stuff uh, talking about Mm -hmm. the Apollo program and and stuff like that when you see programs uh, like that or you see uh, what Elon and Bezos are doing you know how important is that for I guess from a marketing standpoint to get the word out like man this is cool. Like the space economy. This is cool. Everything associated with space is cool. How important is that to get the message out?
1: I think it serves a, a dual purpose. So gotcha. Okay. I, I, and what I share with you, I think what NASA is doing with Mars missions mm-hmm. and the Artemis and the first woman on the moon and Mars, that is super exciting. And that is engaging and energizing a population to pursue those type of jobs. What I want to share with you is I'm a partner with NASA and with what Elon Musk's vision is, which is going to Mars. Right. But I really want to share with you how everyone can benefit from that going to Mars. So, for instance, uh, one of the programs we have at the Space Foundation is for high school students and they are put on teams to work together like they're they're part of NASA and they're creating a program. They're going to Mars. They're learning, and then they're successfully returning back to planet Earth. Mm-hmm. But once they return, they have to tell us what they learned by going to Mars, and can they bring a product to market that they learned by going to Mars that will better life on Earth? So, mm. for example, you could look at tires. You know, Mars has a very sandy uh, environment. It, you know, tires that are originally made in the in the U.S. for on roads won't work well on Mars. So, could I create a tire that works on mars but also could i use that tire now in the deserts Mm. of the u.s or other parts of the world so we we have those students really think about it's exciting to do the mars piece but how do you come back with excitement and opportunities that will help benefit life on earth growing food in austere conditions obviously you're going to have to grow food in austere conditions on mars you have to create find water create water create energy those are all important things here on Earth as well. And so our our excitement is that technology transfer from NASA, from the excitement of going to the moon and Mars, but how can I bring that knowledge of how I can better life on Earth? And the other part is that cislunar orbit, you know, um, what type of industries can can participate? So we're seeing a lot of what's happening in low Earth orbit, and that's mm-hmm. where know the international space station is and there are medical experiments going on and growing food and that's where you know the the um, space-based internet's going to be but there's going to be a lot of other opportunities to create that robust um, cislunar orbit economy but what I share with you a lot of people may or may not participate in that what I'm sharing with you is that there's an opportunity for all your listeners, if they're excited about this, if they're excited about being an entrepreneur, they can be an entrepreneur right here on earth and they can bring space technology to market and they can be very successful and they can also help better life for humanity. So that's what I really share is I'm a partner to NASA. They do a great job talking about astronauts and launch vehicles and Mars and I'm excited and, and I'm on that ride too, but I really wanna share with you and your listeners How they can be excited about going to the moon and Mars, but then how they're going to take that learning, that information, and they're going to bring it and commercialize it here on Earth and create a great quality of life so that all of us can benefit from it
0: absolutely and you know we we talk about this show all the time startup nation that look you know uh pushing yourselves to the limit like we're pushing ourselves to the limit uh you know when it comes to going to mars and stuff like that it really does breed innovation uh you know because you get to a point where you have no choice but to innovate so i definitely appreciate you sharing that shelly for sure
1: absolutely and What I wanted to share with you is for for those of you who are listening, you know, Mm -hmm. we do have a process for for how we work people through any of our programming, and it's our workforce development roadmap. And Mm -hmm. I thought I'd share that with you if you had a minute. Yes. So our workforce development roadmap has five steps, and we've talked about a lot of them as we talk today, but that first one is awareness, and that's what I'm really doing today. I'm building awareness that there are opportunities for everyone to participate in the space economy. And so thank you for inviting me to be on the show, because if people don't know that this opportunity exists, then then they're not going to be able to be included.
0: Right. Right.
1: The next one. Once you have awareness, how do you have access into that space economy? And I kind of shared with many of your listeners that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur, there's a place you could go to look at the NASA Technology Transfer Office because maybe you're already doing something that they have a patent for that you could look at commercializing and bring to market. Or we've had college students take our program. They were college students and a year later they were entrepreneurs bringing space technology to market. So and giving somebody an access point as to how they can figure out how do they get into that space economy. The third step is training. And, and obviously I shared a lot of that with you. The Space Foundation mm-hmm. has some webinars. You have some community programs in your community like Small Business Agency, PTAC, Manufacturers Extension Partnership. So there's a lot of programs that can help you as a small, medium-sized, um, you know, woman-owned, veteran-owned, minority-owned business leader, look at how you're going to bring that technology to market. The fourth thing is connecting. So you got to connect with people and and obviously podcasts like this help share the connecting because now people can hear this and they can connect with the Space Foundation or they can connect with NASA or they can connect with other mentors throughout the pipeline to start building that connection to do those business to business development activities. And then the fifth step I talked to you about earlier is that mentorship piece. And a lot of times mentorship can be the start of this whole workforce development roadmap. So there is a process and and I ask everybody, you know, when you think about starting a business, it can be overwhelming. But just sit down and think of it in in those steps. What is my business? And work through those pieces. And obviously, um, we won't go down the you know, what is it to create that value proposition and positioning statement? But I, I want to share that there is an opportunity and we do give you a roadmap on how you can figure out how you can come into the space economy.
0: For sure. For sure. Do a quick reset. Once again, Startup Nation, we're actually wrapping up uh, with Shelley Bronswick, Chief Operating Officer of the Space Foundation. Once again, check out the Space dot uh, we have that link there for easy Access, Shelly. I want to ask you this because I kind of hear it uh, as a theme in our conversation a little bit. It kind of's peeking out, but I just want to kind of bring it out because I, I have a daughter, and, and she's very interested in being. What did she say she wanted to be? She wants to be a chef, astronaut, and doctor. Uh, apparently, so uh, she's eight years old, and so I'm curious as somebody who is was a parent who is interested uh, in space, whether it be as an entrepreneur or as an astronaut or anything in between. What, as a parent, can I do to kind of help foster that curiosity to help kind of help nudge her, not push her, but nudge her in that direction that she ultimately says she kind of wants to go?
1: I I think that's a great question, because, again, it's about how do we help the next generation find their place in the space economy? And I'm going to tell you right now, your daughter can be a chef, an astronaut and a doctor. Absolutely. So I'm going to share that with you. (laughs) Okay. astronauts that are going to mars there's probably going to be some doctors there and not only are you going to be the doctor but you might be the person who's making dinner that night so gotcha. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to, she's going to have an opportunity to fulfill all those goals and dreams um in the space economy if that's what she wants to do mm-hmm. what i encourage parents to do is the first thing you're doing you are interested and supportive of this idea um you know we have to share with our kids th- their their visions and ideas of what their future could be and we need to let them explore those and be excited about those and support those. And there's a lot of ways you can support those. You know, you can go to the NASA office, uh, the NASA website. They have a lot of great um, cool space things for parents to do with their kids. They have, you know, things you can color. Uh, The Space Foundation, we have some fun arts and crafts projects for parents to do with their kids that are space related. Mm -hmm. We have some lesson plans, especially, I think you said, you know, your kids are, schooling at home right now with covid we have some online lesson plans that helps you incorporate space into that daily um, lesson plan material so they they keep that excitement um when the world starts to open up again which it will hopefully in the next six to eight months you know let her look at opportunities you know girl scout they have a lot of opportunities with stem Mm -hmm. and science and space there's rocketry clubs um, there's science programs, there's science museums you can go to. So I highly encourage you to, you know, foster her excitement, share her passion, help her find those resources to keep that excitement going. Because again, everything she wants to be she can be and she can be that in the space economy. And I look forward to uh, one day seeing her talk to all of us from Mars.
0: I hear that. I I definitely uh, hear that. In in that same vein, I know you're a mentor at the Space for Women uh, Network. Kind of talk about uh, your experience there and the work that you do there as a mentor.
1: Well, thank you for asking. So the Space for Women's Mentor is actually a program offered through the United Nations
0: mm-hmm. Office
1: of Outer Space Affairs. And I'm one of 35 mentors around the world wow. that is available mm-hmm. to help uh, women uh, pursue their dreams. And a lot of the women that reach out to me, I'm I'm not actually a, a STEM Expert. Um, Mm -hmm. My background is business. So really what I have is a lot of women that reach out to me that are starting businesses or want to be entrepreneurs and helping them mentor through the steps. But, but again, I, I work with uh, the other mentors. We're all, you know, we are all connected. There's, you know, women in Israel and UAE and Europe and uh, South America. So it's all over the planet. And again, all the mentors have different skills so you can look for the mentor you want. Another great program that I share with you is Women Tech Network, and they are located in 181 countries. And they are uh, currently 100,000, but they are growing to a million minorities and women and tech allies. And they also have a mentoring program. So, again, I ask, you know, those are great opportunities. There's Women in Aerospace. Uh, there's women or excuse me. There's the World Business Angel Investment Forum. So there's a lot of programs out there that if you're looking for a mentor, you can find one and and you may have to find many mentors. So that's the other thing I like to share about mentors. I I cannot be the mentor for one person and solve all their Goals and ideas, I can probably take them to a certain level, and then they could be handed off to a different mentor. And so that's the other thing you need to think about mentorship is you can have many mentors. Think of them as an advisory panel. They may advise you in various different aspects of your business, of your personal life, um, how you want to, you know, career management, life goals, uh, business goals. So be open to having many advisors provide you great insight and information. And remember. You also have great insight and information, so please consider being a mentor as well. Sign up for any of these programs that are looking for great mentors, whether it's in your local community with Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or Boys and Girls Club, or you want to be part of the UN Space for Women program. We need mentors in all these programs to help the next generation Find their place in the space economy.
0: I hear that. I hear that. Thank you so much. And before I ask the last uh, question, I just want to say, Shelly, thank you so much for coming on uh, the Startup Life. You gave uh, amazing value uh, when it comes to the space eco- the space economy, the roadmap, and the resources. Once again, Startup Nation, all those links and resources that we talked about are there in the show notes for easy access. If you're listening to the replay uh, on the podcast, and if you're listening on radio, it all starts from spacefoundation.org that's going to be your your main uh, tree uh, to kind of dive into all those different type of resources that um, Shelly talked about uh, today so I want to thank you for all of that for sure Shelly but now I'm going to turn the microphone over to you because with everything going on we just need a few words of encouragement today so Shelly if you would please ma'am just give us some words, some good words to take us out for today
1: well absolutely well again Dominic, thank you for inviting me today. This is an exciting time to be part of space. Uh, it's an international effort. You know, we've had three Mars launches this year from three different countries. The U.S. has launched, you know, American astronauts from American soil on American-made rocket this year. But we've also seen great technology breakthroughs that are going to benefit us here on Earth with healthcare and, um, you know, telecommunications and teleconferencing and internet service. So this is the time to be part of the space economy. And we are looking for great entrepreneurial innovators like your listeners to join us to find their place in the space economy. And you can go to our website. You can join us on our Space Symposium 365. You can look for me on LinkedIn. Uh, Shelly Brunswick I also have a uh, Shelly Brunswick's professional development site on LinkedIn I post all these great podcasts from like Dominic as well as uh, incubator information and entrepreneurial information on there so we're here to help you find your path and help you find your way into the space economy thank you Dominic and I want to again thank your sponsors For making this podcast possible.
0: Absolutely. Always grateful to Trista and all of our other uh, great sponsors for the show. And that's going to wrap up this session of The Startup Life. Once again, we want to thank Shelly Bronswick uh, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Shelly.
1: Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you in the new year. Happy New Year.
0: Sounds good. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, The Startup Life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, startup nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play,